for talk television with Ashley Emily. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> you were on time that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can um, go to our blog at randomrecaps.wordpress.com. And you can go to our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash Let's Talk Television. Or find us on Instagram. We have a new account. It is, what is it? It's Talk Television without the Let's in front. So we're going to start off today with season two, episode two of Upload. Oh, episode one. Did you say episode two? Yes. Episode one. Uh-oh. Oh, uh-huh. Are you kidding? You're kidding, right? Because we already did... you said episode two. Yeah, but we already did episode one. No, we did not have upload. Oh no. I've watched one and two then. Okay guys, so I'm ahead. Give me a second to think. <laughs> okay, so I guess we're doing season two, episode one. Welcome back, Mr. Brown. Welcome back, Mr. Brown. Okay. Yeah, I just went ahead and watched two twice. and So this will be interesting. <laughs> All right, then you probably want to start. <laughs> okay, I will start. So we've got Nora, and she's in one of those self-driving cars. And she's with, what's his name? The guy from Byron. I don't know how I could forget his name. Yeah. So she's with Byron. And she's got a new hairdo. And, you know, I got a comment on that. I'm not really sure what I think about it. I feel like it's super cute and curly. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm supposed to really like it. But for some reason, I like her old one better. I don't know why. I usually like curls, like short curly hair, but I don't know. It just doesn't like frame her face as well or something. Yeah, I see what you're saying exactly. What do you think about her new do? I kind of like it. Yeah, Um, see, that's how I feel like I'm supposed to think. (laughs) Not because I feel like I'm supposed to like it, but there was something about her original hair that kind of framed her face. That's true. But I also like when there's more hair, like, you know, kind of thicker hair. Yeah, so, so she's got a head full of nice, flowing, short curls. Yeah. And she has gone off the grid. Would you like to talk about where she has gone to? Um, you may want to keep on talking for a few seconds. Uh-oh. <laughs> Okay, guys, it seems that Renee has forgotten a couple things. I don't know how much has changed in the second episode. It's different. It's a little different, but go ahead. (laughs) So she's gone off the grid, and um, she leaves Byron. I think her her dad comes along. That was so, you know, I I remember thinking that was weird. (laughs) That was really random. I didn't even realize that was her dad at first because it was so random. Mm-hmm. So, so they what go. What'd you say? She left him. Well, where did he go? I mean, she got out of the car. Was that like the meeting place they had planned? 
I thought she was going with Byron to be with Byron. And then she That's gets what I the- thought, too. <laughs> then she gets out of the car to go with her dad. And so it's like, well, what happened to Byron? I don't know. She has absolutely no problem with just, like, using Byron and then flicking him away. Yeah. It is true. So, that was weird. (laughs) That was extremely weird. I gotta go back and watch that. So, anyway, her and her dad, Nora and her dad, they go off into the woods, and it's like, are they in Seattle? Or Vancouver? Because that's what it looks like to me. It's extremely lush and green. I'm not sure. I don't know if they're across the country. I don't know if they're like in a a country area of New York. But anyway, they're going through the woods and there's this guy that just pops up and he's in a costume made of like leaves and twigs and stuff. And he asks them if they've left their phones behind because they don't want to be followed. Okay, yeah. And then he leads them to this little commune. And it's the cutest thing ever. Would I want to stay there? No. I'm a city person. But I do like, I do really like some elements about it. Do do you remember this part at all? Come on, you gotta remember this. I remember the guy popping up and asking him about their phones and I remember her when they were walking, it seems like she was trying to leave breadcrumbs behind or something so she could get out. Um, but what I was going to say is I remember when I wanted to live in something like that and how now I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's got, it's got over some the, good qualities. Yeah, and over the years, um, my mind is just like, like what you said, I'm a city girl. not necessarily a big city but definitely a village a town Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know where there's concrete but you can go to the park (laughs) yeah I like like my nature surrounded by concrete (laughs) that's pretty much what I am I like to be able to go to a park or to go to an area where there's animals and like farms but only like maybe 10 or 15 minutes away from the city yeah you want to go to visit i want to go to visit i (laughs) definitely do not want to stay there exactly yeah so the first person that Nora meets is this dude named mateo now do you remember mateo because i remember mateo like who he was before that in upload no. no who he was in another show i should say no i have absolutely no idea okay he was in that show about the concierge doctor um god i know i lost the name of it but um i knew him right away from there he was like the brother of the doctor and so he had like a really big part that's where I know him from. That's the first thing is I recognize his voice because he talked a lot. <laughs> I mean, like, that was one no. of the things I did. Was but he a, I can't think of him. Oh, it was on... Was he a good guy or a bad guy? Yeah, or... definitely a good guy. 
they, they were both good guys. He was oh, just okay. the first guy that played the doctor. Um, it's going to come to me because I had to look it up when I saw him the other day. I just can't are, you, are you talking about that show that was on USA? I think it was USA where the doctor went, he, he went to home, like a house call. He's a concierge doctor where he goes to the home. He doesn't like, he's not, and they were you don't go to him at the rich. Like, yes, like, yeah, exactly. I love that show. It's like Royal something, I think. Royal Pains, thank you. Royal Pains. Yeah. I started that show and I never really continued with it and I really want to, so maybe this will kind of get me back to it. Oh yeah, I love it. I I definitely would watch it again. Because it's like I had watched it a little bit and then I started again and I ended up just being hooked on it and finishing it. But uh, anyway, that's where I saw him before. Royal Pains. I had no idea he was on that. So, um, his name is Mateo in this show. Yeah. And he says it's basically like math. And I guess in the English, yeah, Mateo, I can see it translating to Matt. I never thought about it that way. <laughs> it's kind of like how Jorge translates to George in English. Right. And Jesus to Jesus, or Jesus to Jesus. Yes. I remember when I first discovered. Not exactly the same. <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's a similar, but not exactly the same. I remember right. when I first heard somebody say Jesus, they said, oh, it's Jesus in Spanish. And I mm-hmm. thought that was the weirdest thing. It's completely normal to me now. Right. So, anyway. so, so what happens after that? Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm not I'm not pulling any any nothing is triggering at all to you well I mean I remember parts like I said I've watched episode two since then um sorry guys I thought we were going to do this last week and we ended up bringing something else in so carry on I'll catch up so while Nora is exploring the new would you call it a commune I guess. Yeah. 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 Some aspects of it seem a little bit cultish, like that one dude who's in front of the woman who are kneeling. But I don't know if they're going to go any more into that. Anyway, so while Nora is off the grid, guess what's going on with Nathan? Ingrid comes to see him in two gig and she says to him, I left for you I came here for you I gave up my life for you Nathan and he's like because mm-hmm. he doesn't really care about Ingrid anymore he's all about mm-hmm. being in love with Nora and he's trying to get right. hold of Nora exactly. and Ingrid has enough funds for them to go back to wait is it Horizon or that's the company I always get the names mixed oh. up Horizon is is the company, yeah, and then Lakeview is the Thank place. You. Yeah, so they go back to Lakeview, and Ingrid's all like, "Oh, I want to have all these amenities and all these changes." Like, honey, look, Nathan, we got a bed that's the width of a queen, but the length of a king. 
I remember that. What? Who would even <laughs> think that? <laughs> I guess kudos to her for, you know, coming up with that concept. Yeah, it's cool that um, she had that idea. <laughs> and Nathan is still looking for Nora. He's still trying to get in touch with her. He's calling her. He's trying to get to her through social media, and she's not responding. He's lovesick. Because he's lovesick. And he's and like, Nora, I don't know what's going on there. I hope they go into more depth with it because I don't completely understand this commune place that she's at. You know, like, I understand the no technology part. Right. But there's just something that they haven't explained enough about it. I don't know if it's just because it's supposed to be a minor part of the whole season's arc. There's just something off about it. I don't know what it is. Like, I, think, yeah. I was going to say, I think that they are supposed to be like a breakaway civilization from the evils of technology. Yeah, they are, but I don't really see any side to it. I'm not really thinking that it's a great place to be, or it seems like there's something kind of bad dark. going on there. Oh, okay, something or dark. dark. Yeah, hmm, that's a good idea. I didn't really think of that way. I just, I would think that they were just like extremists that were against technology for some reason. You know, maybe that's all it was. I mean, you know, a lot of people even on to social. It's like they're on it, but then they tend to act like it's not a good thing, which I don't really understand. It's like if you're on it and you're getting something out of it, how can you say it's not a good thing? Technology? <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's mixed messages that people are receiving. Because there's a lot of that. Oh, you gotta take a break and you gotta, you know, do this and do that instead of just you know, enjoy it for whatever you want to enjoy it for and then do other things. Maybe that's part of the problem because people don't do other things. I don't have an issue with it. I mean, I do think that sometimes I spend too much time on my phone, but it's not my phone or addiction to social media at all. It's because I don't have other things going on in my life. Um, well, like, yeah, I, don't, I use it for television. <laughs> yeah, you know. technology is a great thing. I mean, I understand not wanting to be like reliant on it for everything. Right. But it's a great thing. Um I guess what I'm saying is, is it's almost like it's creating this like double mindset, you know, like I, I want to use it because I, you know, there's things that I can do with it, but then they feel guilty because, because they're using it instead of just enjoying the fact that you can use it for what you want to use it for and then do other things. I don't know. I feel like I'm losing my point. I just I feel like I kind of noticed that you I know between I... what things are posting on different you know different sites you see what things post and 
I mean, you see what people post. And you just kind of wonder, well, like, it's not, actually, it's not the technology that's bad or good. It's how you're using it. <laughs> you know, I think that's that's true. It's definitely dependent on how you're using it. I will say the one issue that I have with it, it also goes back to things like print magazine. You know, people talk about how on social media, people can project images of perfection. But I mean, at the same time, they've always done that with print magazines. I guess it's just because it's um, able to access like more areas of an audience you know um i don't know i don't think there's anything wrong with projecting an image of perfection if that's what they want to do of course they could they could mention that it was airbrushed or whatever but it's still going to be up to the individual to decide how they want to feel about things i think that's that's actually why i don't look at why I think I'm not addicted to social media because mm-hmm. I I mean there's certain things that I like but um I don't know anyway you gotta chime in sometime what you think okay let's get to the most important part of this episode let's do that okay Nora goes somewhere you guys I don't know where she is but she goes somewhere it's kind of like going to a post office or a bank and she decides or like when you have to go somewhere to use a payphone back in the day I guess that's <laughs> what I would equate it to okay so she uses um, this technological device where she can get an avatar to go into Lakeview and she chooses a cute little kitty cat oh I know you remember this. Come on. Keep going. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So her little kitty cat avatars perched on the balcony <gasps> outside of Nathan's room. And she I remember sees Yes. She yeah. sees Ingrid and Nathan kissing. And it looks like they're about to make love. I hate that word, that, make love. Yeah. Looks like they're about to get it on. Get it on. <laughs> yeah. And you can just see the weird kooky little cat eyes. Just they look so sad. <laughs> I okay, do and- remember that. And I remember having to rewatch it because I didn't understand what was happening. Like there's the cat. Then she's upset. And I didn't understand the connection. So I had to watch it again. Okay, so the next part is what I thought seemed a little off. Um, Ingrid said that she gave up her life to be with Nathan, but <laughs> she's in that suit. So did she lie to him? Because what I yeah, thought it was is that she actually died, but she's no, she's she's alive. Yeah, she lied. This is Ingrid, come on. <laughs> I know, but, you know, she's all like, baby, I just want to change for you, and I gave up my life for you. But, yeah, it is Ingrid, so. Hmm. But in a way, 
the way that she's doing it, she could be, she is giving up her social life <laughs> if she's going to be spending all that time in the suit. In the bathtub. Yeah, she can't go anywhere. You know, unless she's off doing something else. She'll have to come back and get in the suit again. So in a way, she did give up, give up her life. Yeah, but I wasn't sure if we were made to think that she had died. Yeah, that that's what we're supposed to think originally, and then we see her in the suit. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, she's kind of trying to manipulate him. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, really, nothing unusual for those two, I guess. But um, I do remember that. But I actually thought. I thought that was in the second episode of the suit, so maybe it happened again. It was at the very end of the first episode. Oh, that could be it too. Yeah, that's interesting. I I I didn't really like the idea that she would say that though. Saying that she gave up her life for him, like she would commit suicide. That's not a good <clears throat> that's not a good advertisement for like you. Oh <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. I didn't like that at all. And I was surprised when she said at the end of season one that she had given up her life. And I thought, wait, Ingrid did? What? (laughs) Was this supposed to be Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, right. There's enough of those stories already. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry I was a little uh, ahead, I guess. A little too far ahead there. All in all, I think it was pretty uneventful for a season opener. It was yeah, okay. Like maybe a little short too. I mean, I guess it was a half hour, but yeah, it was a little short. Those half hour ones go really fast. Yeah, it was a very short episode. Not much happened. We'll see what happens in the next episode. But I have good news. Yes. I rewatched Lock and Key. <laughs> okay. That's good. I had to go back three episodes. <laughs> now, was, this was a very eventful episode. I was way ahead of you, wasn't I? <laughs> oh, we're going to watch another one? I was about to watch episode eight. <laughs> good thing I asked you. <laughs> Isn't that the last episode? I have no idea. I'm just just going on down the road there. So yeah, this was called The Maze in Lock and Key. I think it was episode five. Episode six. Sure, episode six. (laughs) Um, And so at at the very end of the last time, we saw that the the kids had... um, found out what they did and they were unhappy obviously to realize they got tricked and now they know who Gabe is what do you think about that I thought that they would come to that realization at the very end I don't know what made me think that we are on episode 6 though I don't know it just seemed to I guess the flow of the story so far I didn't expect for them to find out. Well, but I don't necessarily know if that's the bigger mystery. I don't think Gabe is one of... I mean, it's, it's a mystery, obviously. 
So I don't think it was like a, you know, climactic mystery because we all knew. You know, we're just waiting for them to catch up. Mm-hmm. So it's actually time they caught up, <laughs> you know, because, you know, you're watching things and you're like, don't you know this? And don't you know that? <laughs> you know? So I think it's the perfect time for them to find out. <laughs> yeah, we are over the hump towards the end of the season. Yeah, like I said, I'm not sure. I just, I just going episode by episode. I have no idea. But um, so they uh, they are trying to make a plan. No, sorry, that's the wrong episode. Um, so uh, what's his name? Has his memory back? Duncan. Duncan Hines. Duncan has his memory back. And. Um, So they're going to go to, uh, I want to talk about Eden first. <laughs> I love that character. The actress is so great. It's so funny because it's like, obviously she looks like she would not be eating every five minutes. Um, but because she's a demon, she's kind of just doing whatever she wants to do. That's what I love about yeah. it too. <laughs> she's like sitting there eating a hamburger and her legs all open and dropping mustard everywhere. And they're like, oh, so you're not worried about your summer body now, I see. <laughs> I did not like it when those guys said that to her. I'm like, uh, <laughs> that's none of your concern. Oh, she could, she could totally blow them away if she wanted. <laughs> but I think another reason why that scene was important was because she just looked at them like she didn't give yeah. a damn. Yeah, she didn't care. That's what I mean. It's, it's so funny because... Obviously, if you look like that, normally you would care. You'd be like, oh, no, I shouldn't be doing this. Or I should be running around and doing yoga or something, <laughs> you know. But the person that, you know, the demon side of her doesn't even care. So it's kind of funny. And then when her mom showed up. <laughs> you know, when her mom showed up, I thought the storyline between them was going to be more about her saying, you don't seem like yourself, Eden. And she didn't say that once. Well, she's not paying that much attention. <laughs> yeah, so what does that say about her relationship with her mom? Her mom was actually looking for her support, so she wasn't even in the in the situation to do anything except Oh yeah, cry. that was so Maybe funny. She was crying on her shoulder because of the dad, you know. That was so funny when she said, Eden, <laughs> your dad and I are splitting up. And Eden is like, you know what you should do? You should kill him. You should just, <laughs> like, bash his head in. Just invite him down to breakfast and then kill him. And she's like, oh, thank you, honey, for being so supportive. That was so crazy. It's like, she really does not pay any attention. She's not. <laughs> It was, oh, an example of being in the middle of a conversation and not paying any attention. <laughs> well, you, I think you can tell it. that her mom is pretty self-absorbed, and maybe that's why before yeah. before Eden was possessed by a demon, she was pretty self-absorbed too, right? That yeah. hasn't changed about her. Yeah, and I, I don't remember that, but I remember it's what everyone keeps saying. <laughs> It's like, so she's not that much different and they're not really noticing the difference. 
differences because he's not that much different. It's like uh, her on steroids. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. Yeah, it's bringing out, uh, I don't know what you say, dark, darker, darker side of the same person. And then um, Kinsey. Oh, no. I don't want to forget Jackie and Connor. Connor or Tyler? Tyler. Tyler. Is, is there a Connor in here? No, but I always want there to be. I keep saying that. It, it seems <laughs> like there should be. They have those kind of fruit, yeah, fruit kind of... yuppie names. Or like yeah. hipster, hipster names. Yeah, I keep calling him Connor most times. He takes Jackie and does some magic, and she's like, "Oh, this is so wonderful! This is what magic is all about. It's so pretty." And then he has to tell the truth. <laughs> well, it has its downsides. And she's like, "I wanted them." <laughs> he says, "Look, we found the memory key. We can use it on you." I wasn't surprised at all when she said that, when she denied him. I, I really, I wasn't surprised that she didn't want to keep memory of magic. Yeah, it's too bad. And she immediately forgot everything. <laughs> well, she said that it was time for changes because she was an adult. Oh, God. <laughs> So I, I guess that's why, you know, she referenced saying, you know, magic has some great elements, but it also has some dark elements, and those stay with you. Not sure if I really want that. But I think we can just tell from everything leading up to the scene that she she didn't mind leaving her past behind, her childhood. I Well... So he's disappointed about that. And then Kinsey is dealing with Gabe at the booth all day at the uh, Winterfest festival. And every time he comes in near her, she's jumping because she knows who he is now. And, um, and he's just not even really seeming to notice that, uh, that at all. <laughs> I know, that was so strange. I'm surprised that he didn't suspect anything until... No, he wasn't that suspicious until Eden texted him. Yeah, she brought it up. Um, when they were in the booth and uh, she was standing in front of the mirror and he was like mirrored in the mirror, you'd think he would have noticed her cringing. Uh, she she didn't just cringe. She jumped and knocked a ton of stuff over. Yeah, but she did that twice. But once, one time she did it, she was standing near the mirror. Mm-hmm. And I thought he would see it in the mirror. But he was he really just wasn't paying attention because he'd already decided she didn't know anything. So yeah. He, you know, he'd already decided, so it wasn't really looking for anything. And he That's keeps on asking about the, about the memory key and if Duncan has his memory back. And she's like... Yeah, and he's, yeah, no, for some reason it didn't work on him. And then he's just like, wait, but it worked on other people. So I don't understand why it didn't work on your uncle. She's just like, can you just stop asking me about this? Right. And he's he seems a little irritated, but I'm surprised that he's not more suspicious. Yeah. 
I think. I, mean, I don't know who Dodge is, but it's almost like Dodge really likes the reality. It's like she, he wants to believe her. You know. Yeah. And it, or it could just be the gate is in there somewhere. Well, yeah. You know, I don't think that Dodge isn't actually a she or he, right? I mean, they reference Dodge as right. a she because right. that was the body that Dodge inhabited, but a demon is an actual, actually binary or whatever. It's yeah, but like, I don't think it's a demon. It's not a demon. It's something else. Dodge? Yeah, it's not just a demon. Yeah. It's something besides Anyway, it just seems like the other element of this this being really wants to believe him. That's why I say it could be partially gave. Mm-hmm. You know? Because he really wasn't giving up the idea until he pretty much had to. That's true. And then Eden texts him. And then Eden texts him. Yeah, it's like we've got two two texts at the Winterfest, which, by the way, totally reminded me of Gilmore Girls (laughs) down down to Josh in that soldier costume. (laughs) So the first text we get was Josh got an anonymous text that said, I know who stole your stuff. Yeah. And and then he's all like, "Oh, I gotta go. I gotta. I'm like uh, taking care of the dorm right now. And oh, I gotta grade papers. Yeah, I got a million papers today. <laughs> I still don't trust him. I don't either. And she's so she's so overly eager to be with him. It's just overly obvious. But he's overly again." <laughs> Yeah, but I can understand where she's coming from. I mean, they're just starting their relationship, but it is a little bit disappointing. She's too hungry. She needs to back off. Uh, She's too thirsty? Okay. No, I'm saying she's too hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Thirsty, hungry, whatever, hangry, whatever you want to call it. Are you saying she's too needy? Yes. Find a word. So yeah. Nina's a little bit too needy. Yeah. But that's not what we're in this situation. We're supposed to look at it like he's rushing her off because he's up to no good. Mm-hmm. That's what we're supposed to be. I mean, yeah, Nina is kind of needy, but yeah, it, it seems like Josh is up to no good. Because yeah. he really wants to know who stole his relic. Yeah. His, uh, what is it? Whisper something. Whispering iron. Whispering iron. Thank you. So he runs off to do that. After, I think, you know, he doesn't leave till after the kids try to get into the hay bales. Um, well, Jamie runs in and then Bodie can't get in because he didn't have enough tickets and he gets tickets from his mom and he runs in looking for Jamie who just wants some attention. <laughs> And then Kenzie and Tyler go in after him. Looking for him. Then Duncan shows up. And that's when Eden calls Gabe. And says, it doesn't look like he's in any bad shape to me. 
Okay, so I had looked looked down for a second, and I thought, wait, how does Eden know that Duncan has his memory back? Because I didn't know that he had used the Anywhere key until they actually referenced it later. Just because I looked down for a minute. Wait, what? So Duncan had used... Eden saw Duncan use the Anywhere key. That's how she she knew that he... Hmm? When did she see him do that? I didn't even see that. I just saw that he showed up at the festival. And I saw him in front of of a door. Oh. But I didn't realize... I don't know if they actually showed him use the Anywhere key, but apparently Eden saw him use it. Because she okay. she says she says to Gabe, "Oh yeah, he used the anywhere key." Okay, well uh, he went looking for Aaron. Um, yeah, that's why I thought he was at the carnival. I don't remember the part about the anywhere key. Yeah, he came there looking for Aaron, but he used the anywhere key to get there. Oh, that's how he got there so fast. You're saying. Mm-hmm. So when he realized Aaron was gone, he used the anywhere key. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't realize that at first either. The whole thing like, about how does Eden know that he has his memory back? Yeah, I see. I thought it was simply because he showed up. He didn't look like he was having any issues. He was sober and walking around talking to people. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, I that's know what I thought at first too. Yeah. And so I'm going to back up because Aaron talked to Duncan at the house after... Bodie and Duncan found the little chain key and they didn't know what it went with but when he told her she lied, Aaron Aaron lied and said she didn't know what it was as soon as he turned his bag she went and got a lock that goes with the key Mm -hmm. and left a note for him saying she was going to end it all and she was going to go and try to get Dodge and they found like and they found the key in, in a cassette tape, Allison Chains. That yeah. was so cute. Bodie was like, what are these? <laughs> is it like, what do you say? Is it like iPod? Yeah, he like said, that? wait, wait, I know what they're called. An iPod? iPods? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> you know what I thought he was going to say? Is this like a cassette tape? <laughs> or no, like a... Not it was a cassette tape. Is it like a videotape, like the kind you push into? Oh the, yeah. I thought it was gonna because honestly, they you know they're very similar. It's just smaller. Yeah, I mean they're both tapes. He probably doesn't know what a cassette tape. I mean a videotape is either if he doesn't know what a cassette is. And I guess he's pretty young, so iPods is a better reference for him. Yeah. <laughs> either way, they're over the hill. <laughs> is the point. <laughs> So, so yeah, Aaron, get... go ahead. Oh no, no, I was just gonna go back to what you were saying about how Aaron took the key, and she left a note for Duncan. So unnecessary. Why do you think it was so unnecessary? I love how because you emphasize that. You were like, "It's so unnecessary." Well, I, it is so unnecessary because they all know the truth. They've all been working together. Why would she run off and do it by herself? That was unnecessary. If she wanted to be the one to do it to him, that would make sense. But to gather them as a group 
and go and find him together would make more sense. You see what I'm okay, saying? Okay, I got you. you. Want to be the one to kill him? That's awesome, but to just run off—that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I thought the same thing. That didn't make any sense to me either. I was thinking, strength in numbers. Come on, everybody's yeah. in on this. Everybody knows. Even Duncan knows now. Yeah, there's other people that even know within the town. You know, the other kids know, so they could have easily gotten it. The only, the only thing I can think is that maybe it was a plot device so she would die. Yeah. I don't know. Because it didn't Definitely. make any sense why she went after him alone. It just, yeah. especially with her history, you know, I mean, she understands she how dangerous back. Dodge is. I mean, she literally just came back to life. That didn't make any sense. Mm, no, it didn't. I mean, maybe she thought she had the knowledge and, uh, the one thing that to do with, but even still, she's taking a big chance when she had so much help available, you know. Yeah. So yeah, much I, don't, I don't understand that. But unfortunately, Aaron is gone now. Yeah. Well, maybe it's like supernatural. Maybe things that die don't stay dead. We'll see. <laughs> Hopefully, because I'd like her to come back. You know who else I want to come back? Ellie. Yeah, definitely. They say that Ellie, oh no, that means that if there were two Dodges, because Brody, uh, I mean Bodie, I always call him Brody. Bodie <laughs> uses the Anywhere key to go see Rufus in the previous episode. And when he right. comes back, he says, Rufus said there were two Dodges. And then that they yeah. realize that Ellie was actually the one that went into the portal thingy. Okay. And they say that Ellie, that means that Ellie's dead. Does that really mean she's dead? Or she's just well, not in this world anymore? Right. She's in the portal world, wherever, wherever that leads to. Yeah. I think it's different than an actual death, I would say. So I'm still holding out hope that Ellie's going to come back. Right. So this this thing that that uh, so when Aaron gets there and she's trying to get Dodge, he comes back with a different key. Notice it's like a back to nature key or something because the ground literally swallows her up. Oh yeah, that was Not weird. Right. That's the first thing I thought. What is this? A back to nature? Like leaves from the ground came up and grabbed her. And then she. Weird. And then she <laughs> sunk under like quicksand. Yeah. Like back to the ground. <laughs> that would come in handy for cremations. It would. Actually, it really would. Probably better fertilizer than anything. Yeah. Do we have the key? <laughs> we have the back to nature key available, guys. Not to get too personal, but that's what I want. I want to be cremated when, oh, me when my body goes. Yeah, we talked about that. Actually, I spoke to someone. I can give you a reference. <laughs> okay. Like, three weeks ago, we had a meeting with someone about it. And it's something like a, it's a really small price, and it covers you anywhere in the USA. Like if you sign up with them and then you die somewhere else. You're still covered by this plan. <laughs> okay, I actually want to hear about this. Yeah, if anyone's <laughs> wondering, I have I have information in the email they sent me. 
and we talked to them in person. Nice. Cool. See, so it's yeah. Like Oh, I was going to say, I was going to say, I think that's it, but we keep on talking over my brother. You go first. I'll shut up. I was going to say, I'll tell my brother anything you need, I can get it for you. (laughs) (laughs) I am not kidding. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. That's all I have. So nothing else happened except we're getting ready for a big battle. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I thought we were getting ready for a big battle at the beginning of this episode. But no, it was pretty anticlimactic. So yeah, and no see... At the end. We didn't talk about the end. You mean other than Aaron dying? Yeah, after that, there was something else. What happened? When they got back to the house. What happened? They called Gabe and told him the good news about... uh, About him getting his memory back. Yeah. Senor Duncan. Senor Duncan. So, yeah. It's not like they could hide it at that point. <laughs> anyway. You think? He's running around the carnival. <laughs> hey, we lost him. <laughs> no. Yeah. So anyway. Well, we'll be back in a moment with this actually a TV show review. It's either on Prime or Netflix. I'll add it in the information. This is a um, show. It's for, I want to say maybe for young people maybe but what is it's a magical show and spoilers for what it's about they don't try to hide it so <laughs> obviously it's called just add magic and the lady from buffy is in it uh that lady why does it say buffy no from uh, sabrina the teenage witch uh, one of the aunts is in it and she plays a grandmother and, I wonder. Um, I wonder if it's the aunt that was in a Lifetime movie. I'm not sure of her name. I, I just know she's one of Sabrina's aunts. Okay. And um, is it so sorry? Is it the skinny one or the? Uh, she's not big, but the, like the tall, thin one. No, she's not the blonde. She's the one that with the the other one. Okay. Um. So anyway. So in this in this show, these uh, young girls are probably 12, 13. Um, they find a cookbook, and it turns out to be a magical cookbook. Um, and so the one of the girls, I think her name maybe Hannah, um, is attempting to find a way to make her grandmother better. She they think she has Alzheimer's or something. She doesn't really even say much of anything. And so, in her mind, she has been wanting to find a way to make her grandmother better. And when they find this cookbook, for some reason, they think that it will help them because the names of the recipes are very interesting. And then, as they're going through the book, um, they decide to to cook one of the recipes, of course. And then there is um, 
magic that happens. And so in each episode, they're trying recipes and they're still, their main goal is to get the grandmother well because they realize right away that it's magical Mm -hmm. um, because things happen. And so along the way, we learn about the background of the other characters. There's like, like the grandmother was actually a witch or would still be a witch, but she's actually under a spell. That's why she's not able to really communicate. And some of her neighbors were her friends when she was growing up. <clears throat> and now they're not as as friendly, let's put it that way. And so one of the ladies, uh, one of her neighbors, is works at a restaurant. Or she owns a restaurant. And she's also a witch. And so without me wanting to, I don't want to give you all the details because it's really kind of a fun show. And you will be able to figure out fairly easily who's the good girl you know who's the good lady who's the bad lady and, the good and witch or the, the bad witch the good witch or the bad witch when they all used to be just witches until something happened and i don't actually know what it is yet but the one obviously is under a spell from the others and so along the way we we kind of learn who is who and what they're up to and yeah it's actually pretty fun if you like light-hearted magical shows, you will like it. Um, the parents of the children have no idea they're doing magic. Um, the grandparents, so the grandmother figures it out after around the fifth episode, I think. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's fun. There's, you know, there's a little brother involved. There's a neighbor involved. And then the, um, you know, it's just kind of, it's not, and it's not really slapstick so much. I'm not even sure how old this show is because one of the girls looks really familiar. And it makes me think it may not be a recent show because I feel like I've seen her at this age before. Like she may be older now. Okay. But anyway, it's called Just Add Magic. And I believe it's on Prime, but it could be Netflix. And we'll figure it out by the time I post <laughs> <laughs> the podcast. But yeah, I give it about a seven. And that's actually a pretty good rating for me. <laughs> okay. Nice. All right, guys. So, uh, next week we'll be back with Dynasty and Selling Sunset. Until then. <laughs>